Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. So we're going to get right into the message. We're so excited. We started a brand new series last week called Unknown. How to navigate through the unknown seasons in our life. Last week we talked about um, different characters that we're going to be entering to and week in and week out here at Axios at home. So last week we talked about David and how David used the weapons that, that God gave him in that season to defeat the enemies in his life and how he navigated through the unknown season. He didn't know um, the giant was coming, but he was ready for the giant because he did what he practiced before to use in the season that he is in now. We saw that David was victorious in his unknown season. We're gonna be talking about different things in the unknown season, because this is what we know. You're either going into an unknown season or you're in an unknown season. And that's just life. So how do we navigate and how do we learn and how do we grow through these unknown seasons? It's really gonna help us in our life. So today, we're gonna talk about another character in the Bible that I can relate to 100%. And I hope that you can relate to him as well. His name is Peter. And we're going to be going into the book of Matthew here in just a minute. So get your Bibles ready. Get your notes ready. We're ready to get into the Word of God. Let's do this. So Peter, he was a very interesting character in the Bible. He he, he was very interesting. He kind of relates to, I can relate to him in, in certain ways. You know, Peter was a man uh, full of a huge purpose. Peter was a man full of, of life and, and he had a, a voice that he used a lot of time. And sometimes that voice got him in trouble with Jesus and, and all the disciples. You know, matter of fact, he was one of those people that was the first one to talk. He was the, the first one to volunteer. He was the first one to try to one-up somebody. Have you ever been there before? You know those people that try to go extra in that basketball game or try to do extra in that Uno game and just want to one-up? That was Peter. He was one a person that just wanted to be ahead. He was the one to volunteer the first. Uh, first. And, and here, Peter was one of the first disciples that Jesus called out to, to follow him. Matter of fact, he was a fisherman. And Jesus went to him and said, you know, drop everything and follow me. Man, that's the kind of person that 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 Peter was, man, very bold and, and ready to just take on the world and ready to do whatever he can to, to, to really go after purpose. And we're going to go here to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, verse 15 and 15 through 21. We're going to talk about two two stories that we see Peter in. And how he, we can relate of him going to unknown seasons and unknown territories in his life. We can talk about days and we can talk about sermon series after sermon series just on the life of Peter. But we're going to just really hone in on two, two actually scriptures here, two stories in the Bible that Peter is a part of so we can help us navigate through our unknown seasons in our life. Are you ready? All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Verse 15 to 21, we're going to be reading this um, right now. It's a well-known verse. You heard about it before. Like we talked about, we're taking you back to Sunday school. We're talking about when Jesus 
fed the 5,000. It said in, in, in verse 15, Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowd away and go to the villages to buy food for themselves. Verse 16, But Jesus said to them, They need not go away, so give them something to eat. And then 17 says, and then he said to them, we have only five loaves and two fishes. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and fishes, he looked up into heaven and he blessed it. And he broke the loaves and the fish and he gave it to the crowd and they ate for they all were satisfied. And they took up the 12, they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces left over. And those who ate about 5,000 men besides women and children. One of the greatest miracles that Jesus did took five loaves and fishes and multiplied it to feed 5,000 people. But we notice here, Peter was one of the disciples to, to actually see this miracle happen. Peter, in, in, in matter of fact, Peter probably was one of the ones that were actually vocalizing in this moment because Peter was the first one to say what he thought in his mind or he was the first one to actually speak out at times. And I, I would try to say that it doesn't say directly in the Bible, but Peter was one of the ones that were talking out in this time and saying, hey, they need to go somewhere else. But here's my first point. What are you doing about it? In your unknown season, in your unknown season that you're entering in or you're here, the first thing I have for you, the first thing I ask you is point number one, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about your unknown season? What are you doing in your unknown? The disciples were, this was a very hard position that they were in. They got these, these loaves of, and, and fish and they see the multitude of people and in their physical mind, in their physical eyes, they're like, this ain't gonna happen. So what did they do? They told Jesus, they went to Jesus and told Jesus, hey, these people need to go and get their own food. They need to go and get their own food. The people were hungry. Disciples said to Jesus, they need to go. We have nothing for them. This, like we said, it doesn't directly talk about Peter, but here within Peter's personality and knowing that he was in the disciples, I dare to say that Peter was the first one to talk and say, hey, get them out of here. See, it was an unknown place. Um, feeding 5,000, not only counting women and, and, and children, with five loaves and fishes was unknown territory for the disciples. But here's the reality. Their unknown territory, and they didn't understand how these the lack that they had was going to feed the multitudes. But the reality, they didn't see that Jesus was in the room. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand the concept that he can multiply the, the, and, and give supply. See, Jesus knew that he could have emeralded himself and, and whipped up something right away to, to provide thousands of, to the masses. He could have provided so many food. He could have called um, bread from heaven and, 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 and stuff from heaven, but he knew that this was a learning time for the disciples. And we have to understand there's times in our life that, that Jesus can fix it all. And we believe that he's our provider. We believe that he is, is he's all that we need. But sometimes Jesus is saying here, you have to go and figure it out. I'm still with you, but how are you going to grow through this if I just do everything for you? 
See, that's where God tells us where, where our part in the relationship between us and Jesus uh, works because we do our part, but Jesus supplies. We, we do our way. Is it Jesus, Jesus is not a, a genie in the bottle that we call whenever we need him. No, he's our provider, but we have to put our part in it as well. And he said to the disciples this, and it's so powerful. Don't miss this. He said, you give them something to eat. He, 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 he didn't say, well, let's, let's figure it out. No, he said, he looks at the disciples and said, you give them something to eat. Such a powerful word. God, Jesus is speaking right here. And the disciples had no answers. Have you been there before where you're, you're, you have this calling or you have this purpose or you, you have this situation and you're just lost of words? You don't have the answers. You know, I, don't, I need answers, God. I need a little help here. There is something going on. There's always something going on in this unknown season. But Jesus is telling you right now, what are you doing about your unknown season? Yeah, it might look bad. Yeah, you might not have the answers, but what are you doing with this season that I, that I have you in or, or, or you're in in this moment? I can fix it, but what can you grow from it? And with, your, with what you have, what are you doing with it? See, in this unknown season, we can look at it as so negative and I'm in this bad situation. I'm, I'm dealing with this. We can look at everything in our life so negatively, but in reality, we're in an unknown season, but that doesn't mean that it's over. That means that we can grow from it and learn from it and be who God's called us to be outside of this unknown season. This unknown season doesn't mean it's defeat. It means that we grow. This unknown season doesn't mean that is the end, but no, it's a potential to grow more. This unknown season, we have to change our mindset and know that God is for us, not against us. And he's showing us something about ourselves and about him in this unknown season. What are you doing with your unknown season? Are you wasting your unknown season because you're so negative on the situation, but you're not seeing the, the, the blessings around you or the things that you can learn from it? We have to know and ask the question, what are we doing with it? What are we doing with our unknown season? We can grow from it or we can constantly just put ourselves down and ask the question, why are we here? See, the disciples, they were in uncharted waters. They didn't know, man, we couldn't do anything, but, but they, 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 they gave it to God. They, they trusted God and, and God made it, multiplied it, but they had to go and look for the loaves. They had to go and look for the fish. They had to do something. They had to be activating in their faith. They had to do something about it. So, so what are you doing about your unknown season? Are you wasting away with negativity or are you looking at it and you're saying, yeah, it might be be bad, but I can grow from this. What are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? So when we decide what to do about it and, and look at our life in a more positive way, even though we're in the midst of the unknown, they, number two, they, they, you bring it to Jesus. Number two, you bring it to Jesus. Because the disciples, they, they brought the fish and the loaves to Jesus. See, Matthew chapter 15, let's read it here. It says, and now in the evening came, the disciples came, um, we're going to go Matthew 14, verse 15 and 18. And now in the, in the evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place. This is a desolate place and the day is now over until the crowd goes away to the village to buy food. 
In verse 16, Jesus says, but Jesus said, um, don't let them go the way. You give them something to eat. Verse 17, and they said to him, we only have five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus says in 18, it says, and he said, bring them here to me. Jesus told the disciples to bring the supply to him. Why? See, if I was the disciples, I see what's going on and people are hungry. I, I would start, you know, tearing pieces away and, and trying to figure it out for myself. But what happens when we try to figure life out for ourselves? God says to go do what you got to do. When you actually make the step to do it, you don't bring it back to Jesus, who is the supplier of all your needs. See, what we try to do, we try to, we, we get a provision and God gives us direction and then we try to do it on our own. But what did the disciples do? Jesus literally gave a direction, bring it to me. So I'm here to tell some people today is you have the weapons like we talked about last week, but bring it to Jesus. He is our supplier. He's the one that's going to take us to, to, to a better place and a better mindset and a better understanding of who we are. See, it, 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 he takes our lack and makes it into a miracle when we bring it to him. When we try to do it on our own, it only is lack. But when it's in the hands of Jesus, he takes what the enemy is meant for destruction and turns it for our good. He takes what, what society looks as lack and, and disqualification and turns it into a miracle. He is the one when things are happening, when you're activating your faith, but then you put that faith in the hands of Jesus, miraculous things happen in your life. You want to know why you haven't, why you haven't seen things happen in your life? Are you bringing your issues and your situations to Jesus? Are you getting on your knees? Are you fasting? Are you bringing your petitions to Jesus? Because when you bring it to Jesus, not only is it uh, the words that come out of your mouth, no, it's powerful. It's declarations and knowing that I am not the supplier. He's the one that's going to do the miracle. All I got to do is bring my things to him. But what is our lack? Sometimes, you know, God turns it into a miracle. A lack in the hands of Jesus is a miracle. It's in the unknown seasons in our life, it might seem impossible. It might be dark. There seems like there's no way out, but you have to bring your gifts, your talents, your, your act of service, your finances, your resources, your worship, your prayer. Your, you have to bring what you have to the king, to Jesus, and let him do what he does. Let, let us be the creation and let him be the, the, be the creator. Put the rightful place of where we line up. And when we do that, we see miraculous things happen in our life when we put it in the right hands of Jesus. Whatever we bring to him, he does the difference. James chapter one, verse four says, Unless steadfastness has its full effect that we may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We must have, if you want to lack nothing, bring it to Jesus. In James chapter 4 verse 10, it says, Humble yourselves therefore um, to the Lord and he will exalt you. We live in a world that you need the next Instagram follower. You need the next like to feel complete and, and not feeling lack or less of. But when you humble yourself, you come to Jesus. He can do what what no follower, what no light can do in your life. He can do what no friend or, or, or boyfriend or girlfriend or relationship can do in your life. He can make you whole again. All you got to do is bring it to Jesus. After the loaves and the miracles he did, 
man, it, it takes a switch in the, in the narrative. And we see Jesus telling the disciples to, to go on a boat. In the midst of this miracle, Jesus, he changes it up on them and talks to the disciples and says, hey, now I need you to go on a boat across the sea and I will meet you there. This is where we're going to enter into the next portion of life with Peter. And we're going to see him actually being featured in this section in, um, in, in, in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 and 27. Let's, let's, let's switch it up here and see where we can learn about our unknown seasons. It says here in, in 22, immediately after he made the disciples get into a boat and go before, before him to the other side while he was dismissing the crowd. It said immediately that he did that in verse 23. And after he was dismissed from the crowd, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And in the evening came and he was alone. But the boat by the time, by the time was a long way from the land, beaten by waves and the winds came against it. In verse 25, and, and on the fourth watch um, night, he came to them on the sea. They were terrified. And he said, it's this a ghost and they cried out in fear immediately jesus spoke to them and said take heart it is it is it is i do not be afraid now we we bring here him into the life of peter and how we saw peter with the disciples you're dealing with that with that issue and now immediately jesus says go on a boat and and, it, and it's a late night it's actually three in the morning and and peter and disciples they see something in the horizon and they think it's a ghost. They think it's a ghost, and and they're 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 scared out of their mind. They're in the middle of the sea. Those waves are crashing, and they see out in the in the far that there was somebody out there on the water, and they were terrified. Here's my third. Here's my third point. Don't trust what you see, but trust in whom you hear. Don't trust in what you see, but trust in whom you hear. Sometimes in our unknown season, it's hard to trust God because our reality around us and what we see doesn't match up with the words that he says over our life. Let us be honest sometimes. It is hard to live this faith, this Christian faith out, especially in the unknown seasons. But why? But when we trust, when we stop trusting what we see in our surroundings and, and, and the reality around us, and we start trusting the promises and the word that God has for us, we don't, we don't live by sight. We live by faith. We live by faith because God is doing on the back end. He's working all things for our favor. But why? But we have to trust in his word and not what we see in front of us. See, Peter thought it was a ghost and he was terrified. And, and when Jesus spoke, Peter was encouraged of what he heard. And what he heard gave him the courage to get out of the boat. Let me say that again. Peter saw a ghost and was terrified. What he saw terrified him. But when he heard the voice of Jesus, it encouraged him to step out into uncharted waters or may I say the unknown in your life. 
See, he trusts the voice of God when God said something and it reassured him to go into the unknown season in his life. If we're not listening to the voice of God, we're always going to be fearful of the unknown seasons in our life. But when we hear God's voice in our life, man, it reassures us that I might be stepping out of my comfort zone, but I'm going to be okay because I'm listening to the voice of God. I'm not listening. I'm not, I'm not going by what I see and my feelings. I'm going by the word and the truth. I'm looking, but I'm also listening. And the listening of his word is going to encourage me to enter into the unknown seasons in my life. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says it like this. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. You see, we have to act on the word of God. We can't just listen. Well, see the surroundings around us because if we so if we live by the surroundings, we're going to be depressed. We're going to be down because life and our world is a dying and failing world. But when we get the truth of what God's word in us, we can step out into uncharted waters and live a life of courage and faith and purpose because we're listening to truth and not seeing what we see in front of us that terrifies us. See what happens all the time whenever we enter into unknown seasons, it's scary because we don't know the outcome. But when I know what he says, I can take on what I don't know. When I know what he says about me and what I can obtain through his word, I can step out in faith and knowing that I might not see the outcome, but I know who I am, I know whom's I am, and I know what words I'm listening to over my life. See, in verse 28 says, and Peter answered to him, Lord, if, there, if, if it is you, command me to come out on the water and verse 29 and Jesus says come so Peter got out of the boat and he walked on water and came to Jesus and this goes into my fourth point it's in this is it the miracle was not walking on the water it was Peter actually listening Man, that's so powerful because in reality, we can look at the, him walking on water as this miraculous miracle, which it is. I'm not downgrading, but reality is it, the miracle was actually Peter listening to the voice and stepping out of the boat. Because I know about you. It's hard for me at times when God is calling me to do something crazy in my life or out of my norm. It's hard for me to take that first step. So the miracle is actually me activating my faith to take a step in the unknown. That's what Peter was doing. So the miracle was, yes, walking on water, but it was really that Peter was listening to the word of God. Here's the thing. In our unknown season, obedience is everything. Obedience is everything. Peter had to go out of the boat knowing that the seas were crashing all around them and there was a huge storm all around. He had to walk out in faith knowing that all around them was chaos. You've been there before? Where, where you have to make decisions and you have to do things knowing that around you just might seem chaotic. See, that's where we talk about a miracle that Peter even listened to the voice to step out of the boat. Obedience is everything. He 
He, he had to step out because he didn't step out because of anything, but he stepped out because Jesus said, come. And just by that one sense of obedience, Jesus didn't say this miraculous thing. He said, come out. And by him saying, come out, gave Peter the reassurance to step out into water that in reality was not meant to be walked on. It's the unknown. Peter's obedience is the, by only the word that God saying go, is all he needed to face the unknown seasons in my life. See, the reality is this, all I need is one word from God to go, is all I need to step out into the unknown that I don't know the outcome in. I only need one word from the word from God to step out into the uncharted waters because I know when I hear him and I go, my faith is activated and he will never fail me or never leave me to, to never leave me out alone. See, the reality is this. There's, there's, even within our church, Axios Church, I mean, people were saying it's, it's crazy. Why? Well, how can you start a church in the midst of a pandemic? How can you start a church in, in, in Lakeland? How can you start a church in so many ways? You know, the reality is everything around might, might seem chaotic, but God told us to launch this church. And when God says it, we go after it. Doesn't matter of my logic, doesn't matter what's going on around me. All I know is I'm standing on a word and this church is gonna be completely launched out of the word of God. Doesn't matter what it is. It can be a church, it can be a ministry, it can be a job that you have in your life I'm here to tell you if God is opening a door walk through it run through it because if God is for you who can be against you it doesn't matter what the opinions say you can step out in faith and knowing Jesus says come so in your unknown seasons if, if God says it no weapon formed against you shall prosper it will happen Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of men, but the purpose of the Lord, that will stand. We can make our plans, we can make our agendas, but what stands is the word of the Lord and the purpose in your life. The unknown seasons, it will strip you from your logic to trust in a word that is higher than us. See, we need to go to the word which is higher than us. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, Set your mind on things that are above, not on things on earth. The miracle was the obedience that, that Peter had to step out of uncharted waters just by Jesus saying, come. Obedience is key in your unknown seasons. What is obedience to you? Obedience and faithfulness in, in, in so many ways, in your reading of the word, in your giving, in, in your life, in your faithfulness to your family, and to your, to your wife or your husband. Obedience in every way. The enemy's gonna come and strip the, the obedience that he has in your life, but you have to stand strong. I heard from God and I'm going to stand because I know it might seem crazy to walk out of this boat but I will walk on water. Such a miracle that happened, such an unknown in Peter's life, but it's so direct to our life because we're dealing with unknown seasons in our life all the time. And as I close, we need to keep our focus on Jesus. And my last point, point number five, 
Trust that he will get you back on the boat. Trust that he will get you back on the boat. Matthew chapter 14, verse 30 and 33 says it like this. But when he saw the winds, he, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, this is Peter, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, Oh, you a little faith, why do you doubt? 32. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those on the boat worship him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Know that God does not want you to sink. But when you reach your hand out to him, he's going to grab it every time. And he's going to get you back to a place of peace, of purpose, of future, of growth, of love. Because the reality is, Jesus took Peter on back on the boat it was only a vehicle to get Peter to his next season of his life Peter had to go through the water it might sink a little bit but God was there to reach out and grab him and put him back on the vehicle that was going to take him to the next part of his life we have to understand that you might seem like you're seeking now but you need to reach out your faith reach out your life reach out your hand to the one that is ready to grab it to take you back on purpose for his purpose he's going to put you back in the place in the position to get you back on track to the future he has for you but you have to reach out your hand you have to accept him into your into your life so what is it today? What, what are you, what is holding you back from experiencing God in, in, in a, a miraculous way in your unknown season? What are you gonna do about this season? Are you just gonna let it go and be negative all the time? Or are you gonna change your mindset and say, man, I might be in it, but I know I can grow from it. No, we're gonna bring it to Jesus because when our issues and our situations and our future is in Jesus' hands, miracles happen. We're gonna not only trust what we see, but we're gonna trust in his word. We're not gonna just see all the, the circumstances around us and just be down on ourselves. No, we're gonna see the circumstances, but also live on the words that he has over our lives. We're not only gonna, we're gonna reach out our hands when we feel like we're sinking in life. We're gonna get closer to God. We're gonna reach to God because he's gonna take us from the point of sinking into a place of, of back of purpose, into the vehicle to take you to the next part of your life when you enter into the unknown seasons in your life. You can get through this unknown season because you know who's on your side you know who's on the water with you. You're not in on the water all alone. You're not, you're not walking on this water alone. It's not by your power. God is doing it, but he is here to direct you by his word. We have to activate our faith in these unknown seasons because I know it's hard. But when we go through it and we experience things in our life, Man, God is going to change us from the inside out. And what seemed impossible for you in your life now becomes possible because you're trusting and obeying what God has in your life. 
Walking on water is impossible, but it's possible in the life of Peter because he stepped out of his comfort zone, entered into a new season, but listened to the voice of God. And that gave him the reassurance to enter into unknown charted waters. But he wanted to do it because he knew Jesus was there and he listened to his voice. So you can have that reassurance today. You can know that when life's coming and you're in on your unknown season, man, that you can live a life that is complete, lacking nothing but being complete in God. But you have to reach your hand out and, and accept Him into your heart. You gotta tell Him, you gotta accept Him and say, say, God, wash away my sins. You know, I might seem like I'm seeking, sinking right now, but I'm reaching my hand out. I need you to put me back in the position to get back on purpose for your purpose. You can do that today. See, if you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior or you strayed away and you want to accept him again, this is your day. This is your day. Don't waste another moment. Don't waste another second in this unknown season. Make your life full of purpose. Accept Jesus in your heart so he can put you back into position, back into place, back in alignment for a purpose. If you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior, I'm going to pray this, pray this prayer with me. Come on, say, say, Jesus, I'm a sinner needing a savior. Today, I choose you. Wash away my sins. Forgive me of my sins. God, I need you. I don't need what this world has to offer. I need you. And this day forward, I will live for you all the days of my life. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, if you accepted Jesus as your personal savior for the first time, or you rededicated your life, we want to celebrate with you. This is the best decision you made in your life. So if you can do so, you can DM us on one of our social media platforms, or go to axioschurch.com slash connect and, and fill out one of those forms. We want to connect with you. We're not, we're not going to be sending you things. We just want to connect with you and just tell you that you have made the best decision. Don't do life alone. Do life together. Let us encourage you and get around a, 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 a family of believers to encourage you throughout this day because we can't do life alone. We got to do it together. So thank I'm you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you and we're in this together.